Welcome to the All Day, All Night podcast. My name is Olivia Van Sky, Miss All Night, and this is Mr. Brandon K. All Day. Say hi. Hello. That's not what I said to say, but you know what? Close enough. So today, I'm, I, uh, well, to be upfront, I went on a rant the other day about crime documentaries, Brandon. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, well, I did. What, 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 what did that look like? A train wreck. I think um, I was home alone, right? And so I was watching a bunch of Netflix documentaries about serial killers, naturally, because it's pitch black outside. And so I'm like, mmm, let's watch some true crime because I make so many great choices. I couldn't do that, personally. You You got more balls than I do. That's true. (laughs) I have a basketball. I have a tennis ball. I have a baseball. Uh I have a volleyball. I have a dodgeball. And a lot of testicles, too. I have a beach ball. Oh. I have a handball. (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, so I was watching both of them, and they redid a serial killer. And keep in mind, this serial killer was in 2014. And so what really irked me was that it it seemed like with both perspectives because you know with all stories everyone has a different perspective a different way of telling things wouldn't you agree with that brandon yes yeah any story is going to have different angles every time Mm -hmm. it really does depend on the narrator yes and what they're trying to achieve and so with the two in question one of those was inside the mind of a serial killer and the other was British investigator you know, it was like the investigator a British crime story or something like that it's not they're both on Netflix I didn't leave the couch for hours <laughs> but what really irked me is because both of them I felt like first of all the serial killer not that interesting and that's hard to say because you want to be considerate. What makes a what makes a good serial killer versus a an uninteresting serial killer? Someone who's not predictable and boring and not all bad. Because if they're like just across the board, been bad since they were a kid, mm-hmm. nothing caused them to act this way, you know, and they get caught over some stupid thing. Like he gave da- DNA to the government and that's how he got caught so he wasn't smart like he He was in prison for molesting children and yeah oh god he's just killing people and there's no fun there's no fun in it it was just no it's not that it's just it's so frustrating because there's no like not to take a real life story and compare it to a fake fiction story but there's no real arc and then you can't really attribute something like if you're born a sadist right because i don't know if you can make yourself into a sadist but if you're born a sadist and there's no real way for 
us as viewers of true crime to prevent it, to help other people, and to use that to help things. Instead, it just becomes this fear tactic. But what really bothered me about the British crime investigator dude season two was that instead of following proper procedure, which is you take the evidence and then you draw your conclusion, he took the evidence of one missing girl, right? And it was like the show had ADHD. He took it and he was like, oh, well maybe it's connected to this serial killer. And that serial killer was from Glasgow. Let's go to Glasgow. Oh, there were three women killed. Were they murdered by the same serial killer? No, it was a different serial killer. And they ended up talking about this and you lost the victims and it was just so frustrating. Whereas with the inside the mind of a serial killer, they went on and it was just so frustrating because with this same story, because of course I could be comparing the different stories that they showed, but I feel like this is a better comparison because they have the same material. Yes. Let's put it that way. It was so frustrating to me, the fetishization of the victim pain. Hmm. And it really did feel like a fetishization. And both, so both of these were not good for you? No. Okay, there's not one that was better than the other? I mean, one was more entertaining. Yeah. And the other one was just really cringy. Sensationalized, would you say? When you say well, I think they're both sensationalized. Yeah. Because that's just the nature of crime right. documentaries and things like that. But what sincerely frustrated me was the fact that they went over like this is the exact moment that the victims would have realized that they were afraid and they spent at least five to ten minutes with two to three different people talking about this was the time when those girls would feel panic and pain and they didn't talk about at least in my opinion it wasn't enough they didn't talk about enough about who these girls were it was maybe like a blurb but then you have five minutes talking about their miserable deaths and because they were young it was tragic Mm -hmm. and it's frustrating to me that someone's lives is just transmitted into their death where were these murders taking place in glasgow scotland oh okay Scotland. Yeah, I would say in our in our the shows I've seen, they they talk about the victims more. But then you hear more about the victims, and you get more sad for the victims that like they had these good yeah. lives. And it's it's one of those things with true crime where I feel like in order to avoid glorifying the killer and glorifying the actions that they did, you have to spend time talking about the victims. You have to remember that they are human people who lost their lives because of savagery. Or as in the show, they go, brutal crimes. <laughs> I was, I swear, I, I paused well, that and I just did brutal, brutal, just because I love that accent. Uh, that's hard. I was, we're trying to be serious here, but... We are. But, but I was going to say that... But it is a comedy podcast. The more you talk about the victims... In their last moments, it's like, oh, this is how they reacted in their their last just, two hours of life. It's like that. Yeah, you want to hear about how they, they lived their lived... life before that. Okay, so let's say someone dies at the age of twenty, 
right? And you talk about the last two hours of their life. They live 20 years and you're reducing it to two hours of pure terror and that's not morally right. I know this is like a weird topic for you because you're not as interested in true crime as I am. I just had an ex-girlfriend and she watched these shows all night and I would get nightmares. You would get nightmares? I get nightmares just thinking about, if I just in the dark I get nightmares. Like there's serial killers creeping up on me, ghosts, goblins, dragons, aliens. If you ever want to freak yourself like out. Oh, please tell me how. Oh my gosh, I, I do this. And it scares the shit out of me sometimes, right? Just imagine something really vividly and pretend it's behind you, but you can't see it. And yeah. then, like, pretend you can feel it. Yeah. Like, I did that while I was swimming. I imagined there was, like, a giant white shark so I could, like, swim faster. You can do that. You can... You, it was we, we, It was terrifying. This, I, I'm going to give my stance on the whole situation. Oh, please real quick. do. It's just that we manifest what we, what we, what we watch on television. We can manifest in our minds such as me having nightmares about things that I watch mm. on the te- on in a horror movie. So I'm I'm going to go fill my mind up with positive things and Tony Robbins and comedy and, sure. I, and I'm going to live my life happy. I'm not going to dwell on people who are dying out there. Well, but now there is a place, you know, the cops have to go and save them and bring them to justice. Peace the peace officers bring the bring the criminals to justice. Yep. And it's interest. It's of interest to people, but for me and my life, it's 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 doesn't suit me or help me in any way. That's a very important stance. Yes. But it's also not my stance. No. It's yeah. Let's hear your stance. Well, in order to understand where I'm coming from and why I enjoy true crime so much, I I think we should really discuss um. What's it? Why people watch. Because there's, from what I can tell, there's a few different reasons why people like true crime. One is to make them feel like maybe they can be scared again. Because sometimes people feel like they're safe, they're stuck. And they want to feel motivated to take control of their lives, to have that thing like, I could die tomorrow because of this crazy thing. Grateful for what you have kind of deal. Yeah. There's other people... Who love the gore. They (laughs) love the brutality of it. They love the savagery. They want to act that out on people and they're not. I don't know about that, but there are some people who just love gore and violence. Mm -hmm. And I am not saying any of these reasons for watching are good or bad, but I'm just pointing them out. Yeah. And so they want to hear about all the grisly details. They want to see crime scene photos. They want to be up at night. I can say that these shows are very addicting when you start to watch them, five minutes of them, because you want to know who who did, did it. it. You, yeah. That's the mystery aspect, which I do yeah. understand. So that's another reason why people would watch for the mystery. Yeah. Right? Um, for myself, I really enjoy a good psychological aspect mm-hmm. that's not a pity party for the perpetrator, you mm-hmm. know? And I appreciate looking at law enforcement side as they try and catch the killer. And I hate cases that aren't closed. That's what really bothers me. Like, if there's one and it doesn't have closure, I hate it. I hate it so much because I don't 
feel like the good guys won. Yeah, I feel you on that. So, there's that. And I, I feel like there's maybe another part of people who want to talk about the victims. They want to talk about having innocence lost or things like that. I mean, there's probably so many more reasons that we can't even think about. But I think another motivator for me is it gets me closer to my family. Hmm. Because my dad, there are only a few things my family and I like to watch. Game of Thrones or crime. My family activity. <laughs> it is. I didn't even know that about you. Well, I've told you. So. Mm, I forgot. It's okay. But, um, yeah, my dad likes to watch UFC, crime, pickers, cars, or Game of Thrones. And so I try to watch cars, and I try to watch UFC, but... You got options. Those are my cup of tea. Yeah. I prefer the mystery aspect, but... You don't like watching two guys beat the shit out of each other? And no, I do. <laughs> okay. But I just, I feel like after a while it gets repetitive. Right. And I, I notice patterns in things, too. In a way, I feel very upset that things are repetitive with crime. And <sighs> there's um this part of me that just wants people to stop being pieces of shit all the time to other people and murdering them yeah that you you can watch the show for justice yeah is there something that you like that maybe is a little taboo because i think the subject can be a little taboo because like you were talking about it's not everybody's forte it's not what everybody looks for especially if you're talking about law of attraction i mean i watch it for a lot of reasons, I don't really think that, you know, that's had that much of an effect on me because I haven't been murdered. I just, I did my serial killer uh, research in high school. Yeah. And I had friends and we would talk about it and listen to, to scary music. And, mm. and I read the book on Zodiac and watched some documentaries and was into it, you know, and thought, oh, I'm badass because I'm watching this crazy gory stuff but now that's not what suits me i i describe my my stance as Positive. moving moving away from that and like, winnie the pooh now yeah like I'm oh bother head in, head in the head in the honey jar <laughs> and uh and I, I much prefer that to i mean it's reality it's it's stark cold reality yep in your face yeah uh this is what's happening down the street from you yep and you gotta fa- you gotta face it now. I mean, it's I exciting. I'm not a big reality fan, me. <laughs> it's exciting. Exciting. Yeah. I Think like about it. Go- it. Like you go- have to take control of your life because at any point, any point whatsoever, it could stop. Yes. And if that doesn't light a fire under your fucking ass, I don't know what will. And it's amazing, and it's great, and it's really, like, with all things, it has to do with perspective. As someone who wants to be a psychologist, I am fascinated by abnormality, and I love it. I want to talk to people with unique 
perspectives who do things I don't understand. I want to figure out why they do that, why they think that. I want to understand and I want to help make the world a better place because maybe if enough people get together and we start recognizing the symptoms of what it takes to make someone become that cruel, that desensitized, we can prevent it. Mental health awareness again. It is. Yeah. And that's something I'm extremely passionate about. And I know yeah. you are too. I am. I am. And I think that that's happening in this day and age with all the killings around the country and the shootings. You know what really bothers me? And then they do, the, they do the psychological analysis and they, they go, oh, well, this guy was mentally ill and we shouldn't have sold him a gun, you know? Well, you know... Not to go We down know a gun. lot of mentally ill people. Yeah. Almost everybody's mentally ill. Let's be yeah. clear. Yeah. Something. But it doesn't mean that mentally ill people go out and kill people. I think there's something more to it. It's just like, oh, there we... There has like, to be. Like, we could have we given that guy more, more help while he was, you know... You can always give people more help. It's like a shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's what you're saying is giving yeah. more, you know... Giving in the future, you learning know, not, from now the that, past. Now that you know, like, oh, there's people that are just gonna grab a gun and shoot up a school. You can go, like, you can look out for them and provide them help. Before, yeah. Yeah. Learning from the past, I think it's really important. That's also why I'm kind of obsessed with Nazi documentaries. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very obsessed with that. Like I've watched so many. Ask me how many Jews died in the Holocaust. How many Jews died in the Holocaust? Six billion. Do you know that it wasn't just the Jews who died in the Holocaust, hold, hold Brandon? On. Hold, hold on. That's, that, there's only 6 billion people on Earth right now. I don't know. Is I, it was, 6 I just wanted to seem cool. Oh, 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 oh. God damn it, Brandon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought we didn't fact check on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. But I, it I, wasn't I, just Jews who died. It was also people who were mentally disabled and gays and gypsies. Yeah, that's and true. They they had little symbols for all of them, and and we're talking about reality. We're talking about gross, disgusting reality. And I don't know is, if it's disgusting. I think it's fascinating. I'm disgusted by the Holocaust personally. I would never joke about it. Yes, but we did. <laughs> don't look at the first podcast. But we did. No, but um, but but in a in a psychological thriller, I like to watch a psychological thriller because. Because of the, at the end, you know that the good guy's going to win. And in real life, you just, you know, it's just, you it just takes know. longer, you know. In my, right. in my philosophy, it just, they, karma, they, they get what's coming to them, but it just takes longer. Yeah. You don't get it immediately. I think, um, what was I going to say? Something really, really fascinating. Yes. Is how they caught the Golden State Killer. Yeah, I never heard of him. I'm not going to tell you about it because it's just, you don't like to know that stuff? Oh, no, no. This We're here to Okay, learn. well. We're here to inform. Oh, my God. I have, like, the worst summary. Okay, so he killed a shit ton of people in California. Year? Yeah, in California. What, what year? Like, from 60s onwards. Okay. He okay. was a police officer. Wow. And he was a prowler. And he would stalk people, kill them. He would what's rape a, what's, them. What's he a was prowler? Someone who hides in like bushes and stuff at night. Oh shit! And 
Um, by the way, that's what every woman ever is afraid of at night, which is why everybody should be carrying pepper spray. Yes. And you do the key thing. You know that girls do that? The key thing, the pepper right, spray. Right, right, yeah. You ever wonder why you don't have to do that? Because I'm six foot three. Yeah. Isn't that fucked? Six There's three. only one good answer to that, by the six way. Six foot three male? Yeah, no, I don't ever have to deal with that. But, um, he got don't caught have, because his family member put in their DNA to 23andMe, and they did a familial DNA search because they had his DNA, right? But they didn't have, like, his DNA particularly. Like, they had the perpetrator's DNA. And so they used the familial DNA to link it to him. And now he's being caught and tried. And I think it was, like, over 63 rapes that he did. It, it's, it's disgusting. He's like Bill Cosby. Worse, because he killed people. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm not going to make a comment on the rape thing, because it's it's not really right to say someone's rape experience is worse than another's. But it was terrifying for them. He would put, like, a plate on someone's back. Um, in another room and tie them up while he raped the wife or something like that. And if he heard the plate move, he would come in and kill them. But the thing was, he was going to kill them anyway. Right. And Psychological torture kind of deal? I don't know. I think it's just torture. Right. But interestingly enough, in Target, I saw a 23andMe DNA kit for $100. And I was thinking, maybe we could save up and get some. Might be cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then we can also get, like, a really cool thing. And we can make sure to find out if any of our family members committed crimes and they go to jail. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I'll ask my dad first if he committed any crimes and needs me to not Yeah, let him know. Give give our family fair warning first. Yeah, we should. (laughs) We should be like, hey... If you killed somebody, (laughs) let me know. Now's your chance. Hey, Brandon. If you killed somebody, do you know anybody who'd help you bury the body? Would you? You wouldn't help? No. Would someone help me bury the body? It's like a family thing for me. Would someone help me? Or a boyfriend. Would someone help? Oh. So, no. Oh, we're just not close enough, but you would bury other... I have bodies. boundaries. <laughs> it's, at this point, I've been dating Dylan for like five years, so he is family. Oh. So, family only. So you're not against it, it's just we're not close enough. I now, mean... Now I'm offended. Well, I know tactics because I, I look at this stuff. You coach but me through it? I can tell you how to do it now. <laughs> okay. Would that help? No, no, that wouldn't help me. Oh, I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. So, what you do is you take a dead dog, and you bury, like, you go deep, deep in the ground, right? And then you put the body in first, and then you put dirt on top of it, right? And then you put in a dog corpse, and then you put in more. And what happens if the cadaver dogs go around, and they smell a dead body? They'll come down, they'll lay down, and they'll pull up the dead dog and be like, oh... 
It was just a dead dog. And they'll move forward. The dead dog is on top of the human body. Yeah, but, yeah. like, there's a significant amount yeah. of dirt in between. Yeah, well, that's almost like drawing attention to your dead body, too, isn't it? Nope. Because, okay. Well. This is Tumblr, by the way. Okay. This isn't me. I have not lived web? a story. <laughs> it's not the dark web. It's Tumblr. Okay. It's just a bunch of sick hipsters. <laughs> like me. So yeah, uh, to would Harris who, help you? Who, who would help me? I don't. I don't believe. Would Harris? My, I don't see any of my friend. I see my friends as like legitimate good people who would be. I don't. I don't think it has to do with being a good person. It's like how loyal they are to you. Yeah. Maybe my brother. Maybe your brother. Maybe. Maybe my brother. Maybe my dad. I don't know. You know what? My mom <laughs> I know, wouldn't. I don't know what they do. My mom wouldn't. No. She would tell the police. Yeah. We've talked about this. This is like a real family question that we did. I asked my mom, hey, mom. Well, she was like going off on it. You're going to bury a body for her? She's not going to bury one for you? Yeah. Oh, that's just wrong. I, we were talking about it, and she's like, I can't believe that they didn't tell because they knew that their relative had killed somebody, and they didn't tell the police. I don't believe that. And I was like, okay guess i have to kill two people and then (laughs) right and then um my mom was like well what about you and i was like well it would depend like if you're killing somebody for the fun of it no right if it's like someone did you wrong and it's not like someone stole my money but like someone brutally raped and tortured you for 18 years or something yeah yeah i'd help you get rid of the body I mean, like, it has to have legitimate reasoning for me where it would make me feel less morally hurt you gotta feel, by you, it. You got to feel, you got to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And mom, I look gorgeous. I, and Olivia's mom, <laughs> Olivia's mom, throw her in jail. Throw My her mom out, would throw, throw me in, in fucking throw, jail. Throw her ass in jail. The funny part, though, there's two funny parts. One is that I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, dad would help me bury a body, right? Because I'm like, my dad is always in there for me. I call him. He answers every single fucking time. I'm like, dad, I'm in trouble. He's like, I'll be there in five minutes. He's 30 minutes away. He's like that. <laughs> and so if I was ever in trouble, my dad would come help me. And so I asked my dad, it's like, hey, dad, if one of us killed somebody, would you help us bury the body? He's like, yeah, I'd help you bury the body. (laughs) And then my mom was like, why was... She was just talking. And and I was like, well, mom wouldn't help us do that. And he's like, what are you doing? You never go against family. (laughs) And then she's like, we're not in the mob, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad just like talking about family. And keep in mind, he grew up in Gardena. So he's a little, you know... Hard, we'll say it like that, right? Yep. And so, it's just so hilarious to me, because he was just like, you never go against family. So you funny. never rat out the family. So How could you do that? And, okay, last funniest one, right? Dylan. Okay. I asked Dylan. I was like, hey, babe, if I killed somebody, would you help me bury the body? And he said... Well, not just bury the body. I was like, would you tell the police? 
right? And he's like, that's too much effort. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't believe in killing people. There's no moral obligation. Yeah. It's just, he's like, I have things to do. It's just a lot of paperwork. It's, it, it is a lot of paperwork. <laughs> he literally, he's right on this he one. said that. He's right he's on like, this it's one. a lot of paperwork. And that's how I knew he was the one. Dylan, <laughs> don't call the cops. Just, just, they'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, nobody's infallible. No one is infallible. But I have a question for you. Ooh. Who is, what's your favorite story about a serial killer? Or true crime? She has a devious look on her face. My favorite is the Ed Edwards serial killer specifically because of this one detective who has like gone off his rocker and if he's listening I'm sorry this is not a nice portrayal please talk to me I want to get to know why you think this way and everything but he has connected Ed Edwards to almost every single notorious crime He's even claimed that Ed Edwards killed the Black Dahlia at eight years old. And his whole theory was that Ed Edwards loved to create notorious crimes and then set someone else up to fall for it. Hmm. And so there were all these people who could be possibly wrongfully in jail because of it. And... This detective connects even him to, like, the murder of that one girl in Colorado who's, like, a little pageant queen. John Bonet Ramsey. Yeah. He, like, connects it to John Bonet Ramsey. He was, like, he was in the area. He had a Santa suit. And they did this amazing series where the grandson of Ed Edwards, like, from his first wife, was going around with this detective to these crime scenes and he was looking at them very interestingly and they were like talking about like the Atlanta child killings and all these things and it was so it was probably the most well done crime thing I've seen because it wasn't just sensationalization first of all Mm -hmm. because if you're having a crime thing there will be sensationalization but there was someone who was related to it and he had these moral questions of because my grandfather was such a terrible human being am I destined to be a terrible human being because of my genetics and he would go around and he would listen to this guy and see how many bridges this detective burned by harassing family members and so you saw that dark side of investigation when you go too far, you get too obsessive and too caught up into this conspiracy theory. And he would look at each thing individually and he seemed to have like the most rational mind I could think of where he would just look at it and be like, I don't believe my grandfather would do this or I believe my grandfather would do this. And it was the most compelling case I have heard though for the Zodiac Killer. Mm And so that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's fascinating. I just... It's a wild story. I love conspiracy. Uh, and Zodiac, that's a complicated case. There's, he, there is. He killed hundreds. But or, to no, be, he killed dozens. To be fair, though, 
with Ed Edwards, his style was killing people in Lover's Lanes mm-hmm. in the exact same way. And they connected him to a prison where they taught them how to forge things. And so you had like the mask and all these details that connected. And to be fair though, the reason that really irks me with a lot of this is again when you start doing the reverse following but like when you take the killer and you try to find the crimes that fit it Mm -hmm. and so obviously this is not a true investigation yeah and so I don't think it's scientifically sound but I do think it's extremely entertaining and it didn't feel like it was whiplash it felt like it was a human journey of someone searching to find a definition to morality within themselves over nature versus nurture and a detective ex-detective sorry who is losing his mind into manipulation manipulation by someone so evil and bereft that he wanted this detective to lose his marbles to fall into this rabbit hole and you see someone who's just so manipulated manipulated and it's sad but it's interesting what do you think about that about that whole story i i told you i read that zodiac book and i liked the, the the my favorite is the zodiac killer the the fact that he he sent in like the codes with the yeah you know just like and pa- pages codes too yeah the just like codes and he's like toying with the zodiac it's just like a movie playing out in reality yeah which is um same with any conspiracy theory yeah it's just like what if this like fantastical thing was happening in real life you know because real life is just kind of more on the boring side sometimes. Yep. So people people jump to all these these fantasies, and um, like you said, that's the danger of like, oh well, we found this guy. He killed one person for sure. We're gonna go see if he makes sense that he killed all these other people, which also scratches an itch in our mind of like senseless death. Senseless death. Sometimes people just kill people, and that's just mm-hmm. you know, it's just like they wanted to kill a certain person, and they do it. And I just remembered something okay but i want you to finish um it's all it's all senseless to me it is they're all the i i would never kill somebody i i I only see it as a mental illness and a and a a narcissistic narcissistic oh my god uh, psychopathic what was the other word you used um sadist sadist you know they're 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 wired differently, and they they do this study where, you know, you can tell at a young age. You know they're they're torturing birds, and they're they're pissing their pants. Yep, yep. And uh, and and it's like just you know try to catch them you know quicker you know. Okay. I and just throw them and shoot them. Something super fascinating about Ed Edwards though. Okay. He wrote a book on the metaphor it was called the metamorphosis of a criminal and he wrote about how he was a reformed man and he went on like a game show and would like promote his book and that's how he's able to travel all around the country 
was because he was like, I'm a changed man. I used to be a thief, but now I'm not. I'm more than that, right? Well. I've reformed, and then he ends up being a super terrible serial killer. And one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, talks about all of these criminals who we saw warning signs, right? But then we let them out of prison, and then they committed these horrible, heinous acts. Because our prisons are too full. They are. Legalized marijuana. Drop the charges. I think we did that already. Yeah, but... Yeah, drop the charges. Yeah. There's um, something really frustrating to me about the fact that you can be awaiting trial and not be convicted, but being forced to be in jail... (laughs) Like, I've heard that someone had to wait five years in jail to, to, to go to, to their to trial. trial. I believe it. I, it's all messed up. Not to mention, there is also someone who was pardoned. Um, well, not really pardoned, but they were taken out. Like, they were proven innocent because they did the DNA test, Right. And they realized that, like, hey, this guy could not have committed the crime. This is not his DNA, right? And it took them over five years for the governor to pardon them. And the sick thing is, you know, we take all these mentally ill people who are cruel and violent and maybe some aren't cruel and violent. I know that I don't know everything. And maybe there are extraordinary circumstances, but you put all these people in a cage together. They are going to do horrible, shitty things to each other. Well, I'm completely triggered. Is that a pun? <laughs> no. That's just, you know, this ta- this stuff just creeps me the fuck out. My head's spinning with just the worst things in the world. And this is why I don't talk about this kind of stuff. So, let's talk about puppies. Puppies, puppies, puppies. Hey. Arf, arf. Harris, no! <laughs> uh, and, and puppies, what, the ones that you bury in the ground? <laughs> Those puppies, Olivia? No! It's not a puppy. Just you just corrupted everything good in the world for me. That's my job. I am the night. Here I am bringing darkness onto your bright sunny day. <laughs> did we do viewer question? We didn't. True crime. Do you watch it? Why do you watch it? What's your opinion on it? What's something nice that we can show Brandon so he feels safe again? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But it's Thank true. You, You're We're so gonna, nice. You're I'm so a, nice to me. Am I? <laughs> I just triggered the fuck out of you, and now I'm gonna be like, "Hey, man." Yeah, we can get out. Want to watch we'll, some polar bear? Videos? Well, now we'll, we'll we'll you know. That's we'll my get plan. To a day episode and talk about T the turtle, T the big turtle, <sighs> T big T the turtle. Uh, it's Mr. T. But no, it's big T. I don't care. <laughs> he's, he's gone, gone. <laughs> alright well this is Olivia Van Sky. thank you so much for tuning in to something I am so passionate about I know this is not our typical forte but 
This was a long one. You want to plug our stuff at the end? I do. Do it. So, um, Brandon K. All day on Instagram. I and watch am... out! Watch out for the YouTube channel, Brandon K. Videos. Yeah. And all day, all night podcast. Which is what you're on. All... No, 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 no. YouTube.com slash all day, all night podcast. Oh, okay. And for myself, I have an Instagram called Omi Olivia. That's O H M I Olivia. Oh. Me. Like, get it? Like, homie, but. Omi. Omi's that. Homies that homes together are homies. So, there's that. Also, check out Brandon K's channel. I know I already said that. Also, please, please, please rate, review us on iTunes. Send us to people. Spread the word. This is a passion project of Brandon and I. We talk about things we care about. We try to be funny. It's not always funny. But we try. I don't feel very funny today. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to I'm not gonna make that better. <laughs> um Hey. So that was some shameless shameless plugging. Well Brandon. Yes. What did oh. the olive say to the other olive after a car accident? I'll always love you. No. Olive. Olive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brandon. What's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Keanu Reeves? Christopher Walken. Uh, 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 uh. Hey. Do you know I cherish you? <laughs> <laughs> what what did the what did the letter P no, what did the letter O say to the letter Q? Peace out. Hey your your dick's hanging out. <laughs> Don't care for that one. Hey, hey, Brandon. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? How many? One, but it has to want to change. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks. A a Buddhist went up to a hot dog man and said, "Make me one with everything." Ah. Uh, <laughs> ah. Uh, oh. Hey, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? A really long podcast. Thanks for joining. My name is Olivia Vansky. That's Brandon K. Once again, and we are so sorry. We're sorry. Also, if you are listening on iTunes, please, 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 uh, enjoy the little blurb by Anchor that's going to come up right about now. <laughs>